This is episode number 28 with Leslie Porter. Welcome to The Marriage Show. I'm your host, Jennifer Price, international marriage interventionist and best-selling co-author of Success Breakthroughs. On this show, I provide innovative solutions for marital success by focusing on personal development and relationship transformation. Every week, I'll be talking with thought leaders from around the world and will be providing your weekly dose of wisdom so you can catapult yourselves to marital success and true life fulfillment. I ask you to love one another, encourage and support each other, and live with passion. Are you ready? Here we go. Today we're talking wives, mothers, and exhaustion. I have sensuality and confidence coach to women, Leslie Porter, here to give us women tips on how to have more joy, more space, and more pleasure in our lives amongst the mundane day-to-day wife and motherly activities we cherish, but that can be exhausting. Leslie believes by harnessing the power of sensuality and creativity, women are more in tune with themselves and everyone around them. So her passion is helping women embrace their sensual and creative sides. She helps them get comfortable in their own skin. We're talking women who want to be confident in their beauty and in their power, no matter their age or weight or stage of life. So. Without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Leslie Porter. Leslie, welcome to The Marriage Show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're excited to have you. First question I like to ask all of my guests is, what is love to you? I feel that love to me is when two people can genuinely see one another clearly through the good, bad, and ugly and still play enough fun together. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm glad your answer revolved around two people, couples, since this is the marriage show. And and I wanted to talk to you about many topics. Actually, I have lots of questions for you. I hope you're ready. But I talk with so many women who are wives and mothers, and I listen to them complain about how tired they are all the time how at the end of the day, they feel they have no energy left for their husbands or even for themselves. These women feel like the very life has been sucked out of them. They have little creativity, little drive, little energy, and they feel like many of them feel like they've lost their own identity because everything in their world has become about their husband, their children, their career, if they have a career, if they work outside of the home. But they find themselves where their whole entire life is revolving around serving others, and they've somehow lost themselves in the mix of all of that. So let's talk to these women first. How can these women create more joy, more pleasure, and more space for themselves in their lives so that they feel fulfilled and whole and energized and happy? Number one, they need to prioritize themselves in some way. They need to fit themselves into their own to-do list and really start to choose and draw their energy flow towards what turns them on. And they may not know what that is yet because they've lost it in some way, but they need to start drawing themselves a little bit to that. It can be in the clothing they choose. It could be in maybe making their lingerie a little sexier. So it's like underneath 
or in their food choices. It could be very simple where it does fit into the schedule, but she needs to be in the schedule. You know, I really struggled with this when my son, you know, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. And when he left for college and I realized I had all this free time on my hands and I could do literally anything in the world I wanted to do, I kind of felt lost myself. I had a little bit of an identity crisis. I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going. And there was there was actually a very short period where I didn't even know what I liked anymore. I didn't know what hobbies I liked and I didn't know what to do with myself or what would excite me anymore. So I sat down and I actually made a list of all the things that I remembered I liked years before, you know, like gardening and sewing and reading and things that I just kind of lost time to do. And so I went back to that list and I tried doing some of those things again. And some of them I still enjoyed and others I didn't really enjoy so much anymore. So if we're dealing with a woman who doesn't know herself anymore, she's kind of lost her drive. She she doesn't even really know what she enjoys. Other than like sitting down and doing a list like that, what kind of recommendations can you give to them to help them figure out what it is they they would enjoy, how how to find things they would like? I think that what you just said is amazing and perfect in the sense of if what she used to like, I would definitely create a list like that and see where she feels drawn. One of my clients actually had this exact same thing and her son just went to college. And she felt the same way. And yet, and she has, she does have a very serious career and she works about 10 to 15 hours a day sometimes. So one of the things her and I were working on was how to find what she loves again, because she had no idea. So we did start in, you know, just even simply going to the market and seeing what food you actually are craving you know, just simple as that. So you see where, and you start to feel, cause you need to feel it in your body. Where is your energy drawn. Or if you go shopping, look at the colors you're drawn to. Not necessarily what you think you should be wearing, but where you're actually drawn. Doesn't mean you necessarily need to act on it, but it's a simple way of, you know, like if you're looking for cereal, feel out what kind of cereal are you drawn to? Is it what you think you should be drawn to, or is there something else you're actually drawn to? Oh, I love that because I think so many times we lose we lose touch with even our own emotions, like what it is that we want or what we like. And and I love how you, how simply you put it. Just what is it that you're drawn to? Because sometimes if you can just dial into that, then then the rest will kind of flow pretty easily. I love that. I love that advice. Beautiful. You just mentioned a client that you had that has a, a full time career working. 10, 15 hours a day, whatever. Let's talk to those women for just a minute. Women with full-time careers who are also, you know, wives and mothers and they're working all the time. At the end of the day, they're super exhausted. You know, they they feel like they don't have anything left to give. And I I come across many of my clients are like this. And I always recommend to them to, you know, do simple things like having their groceries delivered, hire a cleaning person, you know, anything like that that can help take your load off a little bit. But I know that you have a lot, many more tips up your sleeve. So <laughs> so, uh, so, talk to those women and tell them what you suggest to help with their energy levels so that they don't feel so overwhelmed and like they don't have anything to, you know, to give at the end of the day. So what, what kind of advice would you like to give them? There was a couple of things because a couple of my clients were having this exact same thing, also married with children and long hours and work. So all of the above, all those career situations, whether it's housework and then working every day, it's so important for her to delegate 
these women need to delegate more and not feel like they need to do everything by themselves. Because that's one of the issues is feeling like they have to do everything all by themselves. And tell me if you see this, but I see this a lot in, in many women. I experience this myself. It's like, if you delegate, it means you're not good enough. It means you're weak. It means you can't handle it all. It means all these, like there's all these negative connotations that come with delegating. So let's talk about that for a minute because I've started delegating things in my own life. You know, I have a cleaning person who comes in. I have my groceries delivered you know, nine times out of 10, I rarely go to the grocery store anymore. And it's made such a big impact in my own life, you know, just frees me up to have energy and time to put towards other things that I would much rather be doing things where I'm more productive. So let's talk about the, the mindset for just a minute about delegation, because I think there are way too many negative connotations that come to that. So what can you say regarding delegating? Well, I was going to say one of the mindsets I think that also comes up with that is guilt you know, this guilt of not being able to do it all, right? So I think what happens with that is we need to change our perspective of what it means to be, I'm going to say this in quotes, the ideal woman. Because I think we have this ideal that we're trying to fit into some perfection that doesn't really exist. And there's a lot of strength in surrendering to where you are. Actually, the vulnerability can be kind of sexy, when you recognize like, wow, I don't need to hold and control everything mm -hmm. because this can come up in your sex life. It can be very challenging to have a pleasurable sex life and have fun in a relationship or even, I mean, I mean this relationship with women, female friends too, if you're constantly in the ideal woman mode or control mode. Mm. Elaborate on that a little bit more, how it comes up in, in a sex life between husband and wife. Well, it's really hard to surrender if your mind is constantly on your to-do list of everything you have to do that you haven't finished. You know, when you think about women in terms of if they're constantly living in the ideal woman mode and perfectionism and what I like to call being in control mode, it's really challenging to be vulnerable to other people. And vulnerability can be really sexy because it's authentic. And it's fun sometimes, right? There's a sense of surrender and sex is so much more fun when you can let go and not be so controlling. If you're constantly in and focusing on other people's pleasure and not your own to some extent, it's very hard to feel pleasure, especially sexually or in relationship in general, even friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would just help her to relax a little, forget about yeah. the to-do list, forget about the outside world and just concentrate on receiving yes. the love and pleasure from her husband. And herself. And herself. I think that's important. That's powerful stuff right there. I think that's going to help a lot of women in the bedroom, but also mm -hmm. outside the bedroom too, because I think that when you comprehend all that you just said about letting go of the need to be in control and have power and make things happen and you can just surrender. Because is it Brene Brown who says there's so much joy on the other side of surrender? So I think yes. you can, if you can true. surrender and be vulnerable, you're going to enjoy every area of life so much more. Love it. Okay, so another sensitive topic regarding sexuality. I hear a lot of women complain about their sex life, about how it's diminished and how things are not as passionate as it was before having children or even during their honeymoon phase, right? And these women, they seem to genuinely want to create more passion in their relationship, but they find it really difficult because they don't feel comfortable 
with their own body anymore. Either age has set in and uh, things aren't, you know, as firm and perky as, as uh, in their youth, or they've had children and they don't even recognize their own body anymore. So self-confidence is at an all-time low. And they really want to walk into the bedroom with full confidence and rock their husband's world, but they're so self-conscious and they really are having a difficult time moving beyond this because they can't stop thinking about their muffin top or their large thighs or whatever. You know, they're just so all consumed with body image and their and the flaws that their body has taken on. So what can you say to these women to help them out a little? This can turn into a very vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the number one thing is really recognize what's happening for you, where you are. You know, be honest with yourself and look at what's working and not working. I think it's important to look at both of those things. What is working and what is not working and how did they get there? This is really important because there's this level of responsibility that if you can get into it, you can also get out of it, right? So there's plenty of women out there who have made choices around this to better themselves so they do feel better in their bodies. Doing what? Like eating better, exercising, what are, or self-care? What are you talking about? Yeah, all of the above. And going back to that prioritizing of yourself. Because when you feel better about on the, I mean, the outside will reflect what's happening also on the inside. So if you're not drawing your energy towards things that bring you pleasure, that's also going to reflect on the outside versus letting yourself feel internally what is drawing you. Two, it's really important to, so that's what I was saying, start making decisions in what you want. You know, draw your energy to what you want, what turns you on. And if you have no clue, this is, this is where you might need some help, right? It's, it's really important sometimes if you recognize, wow, I really actually can't do this on my own. There are people out there who will be able to help you find your way because other women really know what this is like and I've worked with them all the time and they'll be able to help you get to the next place. Yeah, it is difficult. I think sometimes you're not happy with yourself. Then when you find yourself in that rut, it's it can be very difficult to be inspired or motivated to get up and do anything about it because you don't know where to start. It's so extremely overwhelming. You don't know what to do or how or when. And so it's almost just easier to sit there in this place of victimhood, really, and just feel sorry for yourself and not do anything about it. But that's where I think it's really important to work with a coach to get help because that's like, you know, someone like yourself, someone like me, when I'm working on marriages, it's like, I, you know, I get these couples, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do there. It, it's so consuming. They're overwhelmed. It's terrifying. So it's easier to just sit there and say, wow, this really sucks because you don't, you know, you, you really do need someone to guide you. And, and that's the beauty of working with a coach is that they can tell you what to do and when and how. And it eliminates the overwhelm. It eliminates the decision-making on your part. You just have to, you know, just do what Leslie says and you'll get results, right? <laughs> Tell us where self-care and exercise play into building self-confidence and self-worth and even physical energy and feeling better. I would say that it's crucial because your body is really your temple and if you're starting to move your body, it's so important for women to move their bodies, even if they just put on a song they like at home and move their hips around and dance to it a little bit just to get them to connect in their bodies to be more present. So that alone 
would make a huge thing of difference in terms of just feeling pleasure in the body again. Might put on some song you used to love and dance around. Put on some sexy, sexy bra and undies and, and dance in front of the mirror. <laughs> Even if you're just in pajamas, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think dance is I think that's a really good point dance and I think yoga is also really good too because yoga really it it helps you like open your body so you have these big movements with your arms and your legs and I think that that's one of the issues is that whether it's men or women when you get into this rut and you're kind of not really motivated not feeling great about yourself but you don't really know what to do people tend to get tight, like physically tight. You know, you don't have big arm movements and you lack the confidence to, you know, to strut into the bedroom and be confident, you know, for your husband and be sexy. And so I think yoga and dance help because it it just loosens your body up and gets you moving and gets you a little more comfortable with that movement. And that in itself, I think, helps build confidence. But I've talked to so many men and I asked them, you know, what is sexiest to you in the bedroom? And I did a, a study one time and I interviewed, gosh, probably about a hundred men that I that I talked to. I was honestly, I'm just gonna be fully transparent here. I was expecting men to say things like youth, you know, like long hair and dewy skin and you know, and perky supple breasts. And, you know, I, I was expecting them to say, Oh, what's sexy to me in the bedroom is sexy lingerie and this and that. And, and like, you know, to mention all these things that are physical, most men, Leslie, most men ended up telling me confidence was the number one thing that they would put on the, on the list of, of what's sexy to them. And so I was really intrigued by this. So I started asking more questions and I said, you know, what do you mean confidence? And they said, you know, size doesn't matter. If my wife has aged, her thighs are larger her stomach isn't as tight as it used to be. He said, those things actually don't bother me. What bothers me is when she cowers and when I can tell she doesn't feel good about herself. But if she puts on a sexy number, she walks out, she rocks it, she's fully confident, that turns me on more than anything in the world. So I was really surprised to hear so many men say that, but I wanted to share that today because I think it's important for women to hear that too, that men aren't as concerned with you know, aging skin and, you know, seeing women that are, you know, the way that we looked when maybe when we were 25, you know, what they're more concerned with is confidence and you feeling good about yourself. That's what's beautiful to them. That's what's sexy to them. And I think exactly what you said, you know, dancing a little bit or yoga or doing something to get moving is really going to help a woman feel more comfortable in her skin and, and help her loosen up and uh, feel more confident just with her own body movements. What other self-care practices can you recommend to women to just help them feel more feminine and to feel more confident in their body? There's a couple things. I think the reason yoga is great too is there's a meditation aspect to it. So then you can breathe and feel more internally connected Meditation, I think, is fantastic. You got to find the right meditation for you, but some of those meditations are really, really helpful so that you can relax your body and calm down and feel internally more secure. I would say, in terms of being more feminine, part of what I've been saying too is the sense of I mean, you could dress more feminine if, if that aligns for you, but it, you know, and, and wear more dresses and stuff. I know some women do that, but for some women, it's not aligning. So I would definitely say that it's really, really important to almost connect. Like it's almost like seducing yourself first in some way. 
you know, if your clothes, if you don't like your clothes, you probably shouldn't wear them. You know, even if you don't like your legs, my guess is you probably like something else. There's a neutral place. I would adorn that. So one of my clients, she felt really fat. She thinks she feels she's fat. She's in her fifties. She used to be a skinny thing and now she's not. And she was really freaking out about it. And I said, is there any part of your body that you like right now? Is there anything? She loves her neck. So what she started doing is adorning her neck with these beautiful necklaces. She loved it. That's lovely. Right? So it's like sometimes you have to turn your energy towards that. What part of your body do you like? What a great idea. I love that. That's beautiful. Oh my goodness. You've given us so much great stuff today. I love the work that you're doing, Leslie. And I know that your clients are really blessed to be able to work with you. So I want to thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today and giving us so many great tips. I have a couple of fun questions for you before we go. First up, what is your favorite book? The Tao of Pooh. Mm, I haven't read that one. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go look that up. What one action from human beings would you like to see more of in this world? Empathy. Oh, agreed. Agreed. So agreed. What makes a person beautiful to you? Thoughtfulness. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right, Leslie, thank you so much for being with us today. Tell everyone where they can find you and how they can learn more from you. They can find me at www.lesliporter.com. Awesome. 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 We're going to link that site in the show notes for everyone. So sensuality and confidence coach, Leslie Porter, thank you for spending time with us today on The Marriage Show. Wow. 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 What an amazing episode. People, Leslie gave us so many easy to digest and easy to implement suggestions, which I really want to encourage all you women out there listening to really dive into please heed Leslie's advice. This stuff works. I know her clients get great results. And I really think that you all should start implementing some of these tips that she shared today. I know I got a lot out of this. I'm going to be doing some of the things she suggested as well. I'm actually going to go into my closet tomorrow morning and I'm going to clean out. I know there's a couple of things in there that I really don't like, that I don't like wearing. And I like what she said. Why wear something? Why why even keep it? So get rid of it. Dance a little bit more. Move your hips. I I love her suggestions. But practice different self-care exercises, whether it's getting a massage, doing yoga, dancing. Do some of these things to help you feel more comfortable with your body, to increase your confidence. And if this is an area where you're really struggling and it's affecting your daily self-confidence, your self-worth, your sexuality, and your marriage, please go to lesliporter.com. Check her out. Work with her. Let her help you build your confidence and your self-worth. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to The Marriage Show. I appreciate the time you took to be with me today. If you love this show as much as I love making it, please subscribe, rate, and leave me a five-star review. That will allow us to inspire more people together. And if there's someone in your life that would benefit from any of the subjects we discuss here on the show, please share it with them. Text it to them, screenshot it, or email the link. Let's change lives together. Let's spread the love. Oh, and please find me on social media and tell me what subject you would like me to discuss here on the show. So head over to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I really would love your suggestion. 
And if you want to check the show notes from today's episode, you can find them at www.themarriageshow.com. And you can also listen to all of my other episodes there as well. Until next time, love one another. Thank you.